0: Before we get started, I have a question. Does anyone want to switch places with me right now? Okay. Father, we ask your Spirit to work in our hearts. Reveal to us ways that we are lacking. Reveal to us ways that we might be veering from our intended design. And open our eyes to ways that we can serve you better. Amen. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Lazarus, and I've been a Christian for 24 years. God has blessed me with much. I have a beautiful wife, who I feel I cannot live without. I have children that I look at in disbelief because I can't believe they're real, they're so amazing. Even though my wife and I call them stinkers. I've never gone a full day in my life without food, Or shelter or clothing. Mm -hmm. I have a great job. I live in a country that's free, and I can speak as I want to. I don't deserve this life, and yet I'm living it, all by God's grace. I was never particularly concerned with reaching out to lost people. It was right around the time of the COVID lockdowns that God's Spirit revealed to my wife and I, and uncoincidentally our local church body, this area in our lives that was lacking. We started walking the neighborhood more regularly, and because nobody else had anywhere to go, everyone else did too. So we started meeting people. And I would say in the last two years, we, we've been in our house nine years now. In the last two, we've met more people than in the previous seven. Um, and we actually use that every year. We've developed a habit of making Christmas cookies. And I think last year we made... For about 25 different neighbors, roughly. And we'll, we'll go out right before Christmas, walk the neighborhood, rain or shine, snow, blizzard, whatever, I think, the last, to deliver cookies. And with these cookies, obviously, a little attached uh, Christmas card with a Bible verse on it. Um, God has started to show us the extent of the hopelessness of this world... And the disparity between him and us and the people around us. In the past, I had thought of the word evangelism, or that the word evangelism only applied to an elite and gifted subgroup of Christians, and that it required either preaching to thousands of people or standing on a street corner, and that it wasn't for me. God revealed to us and me that I was wrong. The purpose of this forum is to examine scripture and show that each of us has the responsibility, the privilege, and the gifts needed to spread the gospel and reach out to the lost that are around us in unique ways. I am not an and insights that may help you connect the dots and is the commandment that is central to the topic of this presentation. We'll talk a little bit about Christ's body We'll talk about preparing This is very important Preparing ourselves um, that's a, This is a constant activity It's not just once and done uh, Insights amongst ourselves as well To learn from each other And of course a summary at the end I'd like to read a page from a book called Share Jesus Without Fear By William Faye. I don't know if Jeffrey's here Jeffrey here? He's not here. Okay. Anyway, this, was, this book was given to me by Jeffrey, and it has very valuable insights. So, I watched a little girl struggling to hold her. She- he choked for air as he thrashed his arms against the ceiling of water. All around, the ocean churned with drowning people, gasping for air and desperately trying to push their heads. The cries caught the wind, but only in vain. They were alone in their terror, with no help in sight. Then, a huge rock appeared and a voice called into the darkness. People began crawling up the rock's craggy sides to safety. But when they emerged from the waves got busy. They got involved in building rock gardens, rock lives, rock jobs, listening to the rock music, and going to the rock meetings where they talked about the people who were still drowning in the ocean. But nobody went back to the water's edge to help, neither. Have you ever tried to yell or run in a dream? How could you have forgotten you were once in the sea? As I watched the saved scurry about their rockwork, the voice they heard was Jesus, calling by the power of the Holy Spirit, inviting them to come join him. He's never high up on the rock where it's safe. He's calling from the ocean's edge, where the dead, the diseased, and the lost are found. And as you might recall, that's where he found you. Did you know that as few as 5 to 10% of people in an average church have shared their faith in the past year? That means 90% of us have chosen the sin of the safety of the rock. They've forgotten to reach out to those who are still drowning. Mark 16, verse 15 contains a quote by Jesus, and it goes like this. And he said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Who this is about, who this is directed to, and what this means. Who is them in this verse? Well, obviously, if you did a little more reading beforehand, um, Jesus is talking about his truth. And we get a sense of the truth starting right in the beginning. God created humans to point to him. Genesis 1.27 says God created man in his own image. God wants all people to be saved. 1 Timothy 2.4 says who, God, desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And we know that Luke is saved In chapter 15, 10, he says, There is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Let me ask you a question. If Jesus' followers only spread the truth and it stopped there, how is it that you have heard the truth thousands of years later? How is it that you know the truth if those people didn't tell other people who told other people who told other people, and so on. The fact that we have the Bible and have heard the gospel ourselves affirms this fact. If you're a follower of Jesus, then you are included in the intended audience. It's Christians. So this might be Christian 101, but let's cover the gospel in just a couple minutes here. There are many other verses you can find here. Uh, I just picked a small handful just to um, illustrate a point here. It starts out very bleak. Paul says in Romans 3.10, As it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. And of course he's quoting a scripture from Psalm 14. It's interesting that this is coming from a person who was self-righteous until he saw the full truth. Sorry, I went back. It says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. What is the glory of God? The NLT version says, For all have sinned and fall short of God's glorious standard. What is that standard? Does anyone know? Us can live up to God's standard. We all fall short. So what's the consequence of this? Well, Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. Let's stop right there. If we only had the red part right there, we'd be be in a lot of trouble with him. Now here's the turning point. This is what makes the gospel so beautiful. But the free will of God, the free gift of God, is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's free. How beautiful is that? It's free. You have no chance of seeing God, and you have a free gift, you can see him. All you have to do is accept it. And of course it keeps going. Um, God shows his love for us and we'll be saved. How It doesn't get much simpler than this. And of course, John 3.16, I'm pretty sure most of us hear it, or most of us have heard it in the past, but have eternal life. Next question. Why should I obey? Well, let's look at Let's ask a few other questions. Why did God send Jesus? I mean, we just read John 3:16. His primary motivation was love. He loved the world so much that he sent Jesus. Next question, how did Jesus spend he came to seek and save the lost? It's not one of the first references to the word Christian, and that's of Saul and Barnabas. What is a Christian? according to it refers to any one man woman or child who trusts in Jesus Christ as his or her savior and lord and who strives to follow him in every area of life if love is not a primary motivator for us then there's a problem it needs to be jesus said you shall love the lord your god with all your heart and all, with all your soul and with all your mind this is the great and first commandment he also said in john Uh, 1415, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. I remember hearing someone say sin is really just a failure to love God. Next question, who needs the gospel? Who is all creation in that verse? Which of these people need the gospel? Everyone, Shane. Thank you. Everyone needs to hear the gospel. Should everyone have the same chance as we do? We did. Absolutely. Romans 10.14 says, How then will they call on him in whom to hear without someone preaching? Where is all the world? Go through that list and see how many check marks you would check. How many checked at least one? Raise your hand. How many checked at least uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven? Okay. Okay. Missionary work doesn't necessarily need to be in a faraway country. I believe there's a special place for... um, Special places that are less privileged um, that don't know the gospel. But missionary work doesn't have to be in a faraway country. Your mission field is wherever you are. For example, if you like comic books, you might visit a local comic book shop and speak to the owner or the people who are regular visitors there. If you like woodworking, you might attend a woodworking show to check out other people's work. If, you like, if you're techie, you might uh, attend a tech convention. There's all kinds of areas that we could, um, that we could spread the truth and show God's love. Um, if you answered yes to any of these, basically you have the God-given responsibility and privilege in this country, at least, to spread the truth in the places you are and the things that you do. Let's talk about the body of Christ for a few minutes here. Twelve twenty-seven. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. I won't read too much, just because, uh, just for the sake of time. Uh, we are all called to build up the body. That includes maintaining the body as well as adding to the body. Uh, in Ephesians 4:12, he says, "And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ." And we know that um, if we examine 1 Corinthians 1212 12, Paul says, "There are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord." And everyone has a different Lord, or everyone has a different um, role in this. Um, in Romans twelve six, he says, Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them, if prophecy in proportion, in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. How do I fit in the body of Christ? Well, we know God's design is diversity in the body of Christ. The Bible tells us this. Uh, we know that everything does not make mistakes. He made each of you intentionally and specifically for a purpose. Proverbs 16, four says, The Lord has made everything for its purpose. Some things that might be unique about you are your character, your talents or gifts that God has given you, your physical body, Your place in time, and your location in this world. Has anyone seen this before? For those that haven't seen this before, the premise is this. It's a racing game where you play each other and you have a list of characters or vehicles in weight, handling, and traction. Now if you're a speed demon, you might choose Bowser on the right here. Um, If you like the if you like going faster around corners, you might choose Princess Peach on the left. Uh, and depending on the track conditions, how many turns there are, and everything else, you might pick a different character for Okay, so here we have two people. The people are actually not fictional, but the... she's obviously in a good mood, and she's good at cheerleading. Um, she's really good at persuading and loving. If you do something wrong, you might want to avoid her. On the right here, we have Jian. Um he's more of a doer. Herlinda thing, but Dean is a worker. He, he knows how to do work, and he's great at public speaking as well. So if you want a speaker, a keynote speaker, you're gonna choose this guy, Dean. If you want admonishing, or send someone her way, that God has given us. Let's, let's do another example here. This is one that we might be familiar with, potluck. How many of you have been to a potluck? It's making me hungry right now, and it's not even lunch. We have a variety of different um, foods, uh, probably some desserts at some, somewhere on the table or maybe a different table. That's Exhibit A. Uh, let's look at Exhibit B for a second. Exhibit B, in Exhibit B, everyone chose to bring in shrimp and cheesecake. Who doesn't like shrimp? Okay, we have a few. I have a few people the same. Who doesn't like cheesecake? Okay. Okay. Okay, someone that doesn't like shrimp or cheesecake. Anybody? Doesn't like shrimp or cheesecake? Neither? Okay. <laughs> How would you leave feeling if you went to a pollock that consisted of just shrimp and cheesecake, just mounds of shrimp and cheesecake? I feel like I need to go out and buy something. Ah, I feel like you need to go out and buy something, right? You feel unsatisfied, like disappointed, right? Okay. If you're thinking, why can't everyone evangelize like me? Then please go to Pollock B and let me know how that turns out. If we all try to evangelize the same way or have the same gifts, we won't reach some people. We may even leave a bad impression on some. We are all different, different variations of God's image with different gifts. What are my gifts? you might ask yourself at times. Um, it's important to know what your gifts are, because if you don't know, how, you, how will you know if you're using them or not? Um, well, naturally, and this follows logic, if you want to find out about your intended design, you've got to look to your designer. So the first thing to do is look to your creator. Um, Proverbs 9.10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Um, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. Uh, there's a really good quote by a lady named Nancy DeMoss. She says, if we want to know him on his word, there is no such God to give you clarity on what your gifts are if you're struggling to understand your intended design. And as you can see on the right, people have different amounts of gifts and different gifts. Faith, logic, love, service, boldness, Time, discernment, speaking, prophecy, freedom, patience, uh, energy, wisdom, family, resources, intellect, teaching. All these things are gifts from God. Talk to people. Sometimes you get insight from talking to people. Uh, you might get a positive comment or a negative comment. You might find out what you're good at what you're not good at uh, from talking to people. If you're, if, if you're trying to do something that doesn't really come naturally to you, then it's probably not your gift. Are we all call, called to preach to thousands of people on a podium? Of course not. If you're an, if you're an introvert, um, do you need to approach strangers of possibility that the Spirit leads you there? Uh, but God doesn't want you to be trying to be something that you're not or that He did, it didn't intend you to be. Operation. And this is how I use my gifts once I know. Well. A key component is preparation, and this is an ongoing process. Um, how many of you have surfed before? Okay, we have a few here. Okay, this question doesn't apply to you. How many of you who have never surfed would standing on a shore with six foot waves crashing down and a surfboard right beside Avram you? Avram said yes. I, be- I actually believe that. He says run on an fascinating. Okay, I believe you. Bad idea. <laughs> I'll just say it right now. Bad idea. No, it's not a good idea. If you've never practiced, you've never had training, you've never had direction, it's not a good idea. You're probably putting your life at risk. Um, did you know that the average Olympic athlete trains between five and six hours per day? Just for maybe a 60 second stint or whatever it is. Um, LeBron James, I, I know we, most of us know him. <laughs> Uh, well, trains between five and seven days. you're not doing something to be prepared, why would you expect to be effective? If you can't even take care of yourself, why should God rely on you to take care of others? This is very important preparation. Um, many books, many videos, many articles out there, obviously use your own discretion, and sometimes, uh, or you might realize that nothing 's wrong with it, it just doesn 't fit you, or you might even um, you might even glean some helpful information from one source and another source and then put those together into your own way um, and share experiences with others we don 't share experiences with our own peers or our own our own church um, and i 've learned my, myself a way of growing and being more effective as um, Preachers of the truth. Um, and, of course, practice. Um, actually doing things. And, you know, you might not do things perfectly the first time, but the second time you might realize, oh, I could have done this. Let's talk about preparation for a little bit. Do you take care of yourself spiritually? First Chronicles 16.29 says, Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name. Bring an offer that is due Him. We need to rely on God's Spirit. And this is one of my favorite verses of the Bible in Proverbs 5, 3, Proverbs. Be accountable. Accountability in, uh, is mentioned in Galatians 6.2 and Proverbs 27.17. I won't read them for the sake of time. Um, but accountability gives us a few things. It, it keeps us honest. It gives us encouragement. Learn from each other. Uh, and praying, obviously, is an extremely important part of this. Um, 1 Thessalonians five seventeen says pray without ceasing. Are you going to drive with your eyes closed while you're praying? Of course not. But always keep this in the back of your mind that God put me here for a reason and everything in my life needs to be for His glory. Uh, and staying in the Word also very important. Jesus said in John eight thirty one and 32 If you abide in my Word you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth. There you go let's talk about praying for a second here are some things you can pray for you can pray for a deeper understanding of God's word sees things we can pray for a passion for the lost in addition to praying for the lost uh, we can pray for boldness a lot of times there are situations that, we, that come up that might more. pray for that boldness because there's nothing wrong with speaking the truth pray for the spirit to work in others hearts this is also very important God may be working in your heart, but you don't know if he's working in someone else's heart. You don't know what's going on in their lives. It is equally important for him to be working in their heart if you even think about approaching them uh, to shed some light on, on on their state in their lives. And, of course, God's helped to make a way. I can recall an experience that I had a few years ago that involved and through a lot of prayer, God convicted me that uh, I, I needed to ask this person a very serious question, and it was it didn't even involve Jesus. It was just planting a seed um, the question was what is the purpose of life and I prayed about this and it really bothered me um, Because the situation was such, such that every time I saw this person person it was in an environment that was pretty chaotic Very busy the person was very busy and at most I would have 30 seconds to a minute uh, To speak to this person, you know hi. How are you that kind of thing? very awkward, right? Um, so I prayed about this, and, and, I, and, I, and I asked God, like, God, I don't know how this is going to work. I just feel this conviction that I cannot shake. I have to ask this person this question. Whatever it is, I, I just want you to provide an opportunity. Please provide an opportunity if you want me to ask this question. Well, sure enough, um, this was probably about uh, six months to a year later. Uh, lots of prayer involved. I, was able to have a phone conversation with this person and they were completely alone there's nobody um, it was that same situation and, and afterward this this situation actually brought about some change where uh, we might not ever see and I also know this person we might not ever see this person again and it was kind of bittersweet because I, and again but at the same time god answered my prayer like i i i had this conviction and i asked god for months Please bring about a situation where I can ask this person this question and out like the sky was completely clear and stars and I looked up and I and I said, and I, I, I was just amazed. I was speechless that the God who created this universe and provided an opportunity for me to ask a simple but deep question to this one person. I knew that he answered my prayer that night does work on the right. Um, we have a survey from uh, BeliefNet, that was done in 2004. Uh, And the answers are, anyone who answered often or all the time. And only 44% of these Christians surveyed said that they included lost souls in their prayers. That's low. This forum, our numbers would be a lot higher. Should be 100%. Let's talk about staying in the Word for a second. We all know that there are benefits Multiple benefits, spiritually and physically, uh, to staying in the Word. 2021, I believe, Um, and there's some cool little uh, statistics on the left here that they asked about uh, 3,000 U.S. Protestant churchgoers. How often do you do it? There are profound differences between people, and what are those differences? Sharing your faith jumps 200% just from that. Discipling others jumps 230%. We all know that we need to pray more. I do. The evidence is right there, that it works. Let's talk about taking, our care, taking care of ourselves physically. The mind is a very powerful thing, and it's a very powerful tool that God gave us. It controls the body, it controls our actions, it controls our speech. Um, it's important to keep it healthy. Um, 1 Corinthians 6:19 and 20 say, says or do you not know that your body is a temple of the holy spirit within you whom you have from god you are not your own for you were bought with a price so glorify god in your body I see some smiles and nodding heads The human brain consumes about 20% of your body's energy when you're resting in one study, where subjects consumed a high-fat, low-carb diet, cognitive tests showed impaired attention, speed, and mood. Another study showed that repeatedly eating junk food can inflame part of your brain and decrease your abil- ability to learn. What are you feeding your brain? Exercise. In a study of the kind that gets your heart and sweat glands pumping, ler- verbal learning and memory involves walking briskly once or, once or twice a week, or one hour or twice a week. Unfortunately, I don't think it included weightlifting, so for the weightlifters out there, <laughs> 10 hours of sleep per night is ideal for adults. Anything less, or significantly more, can negatively affect cognitive functions. Continu- continued lack of sleep, hopefully excluding this week at camp, can have long-lasting effects on heart health, mental health, and cognitive abilities. It is extremely important for you to take care of yourself. Diet, exercise, and rest are important to taking care of the health of your brain, the tool that God gave you to use. Here are some things that I wrote down, but the list is not exclusive. Um, These are some things in our lives that we use. Recorder, memorize key scriptures. Uh, We have... Most of us, I think, have cell phones. I've recently just started to use the cell phone to book my advantage when it comes to the scripture. Uh, there's a Bible, there are Bible apps out there where you can actually bookmark things and organize your bookmarks. And maybe you want to organize bookmarks, uh, you know, organize all the gospel verse messages. And maybe you want to organize all the verses about forgiveness or organize uh, verses... To tailor, to tailor to someone that you've been praying for in case you ever have an encounter with them. It's a very useful tool to um, uh, keep scriptures on hand if you can't uh, memorize them. Maintain a prayer list. At one time, I thought prayer lists were a little bit cheesy, but we are all human, we all forget, and how many times have I walked away from pray for them, but I didn't? Maintain a prayer list. There's nothing wrong with maintaining a prayer list. If it helps us remember those who we need to pray for. Um, have materials on hand. It could be little Bibles to pass out. It could be bookmarks. Maybe when you hand something out to someone who's homeless, you give them a little bookmark or a little Bible with that little handout. Um, that's a really good way to you know, give them some nugget of truth. Um, or you ask them a simple question. Uh, keep your home clean. This is something I've discussed with a few of you already. We have little children and you pick up toys and then you just see the trail of toys come right back down on the ground behind you. Um, at times we feel like our house is too messy to have people over especially neighbors because we're like you learn to walk like this to avoid all the Legos right Uh, and we don't want our neighbors stepping on Legos Um, so uh, a couple months ago or a month ago I I said babe we need to keep our house clean just in case there's an opportunity just in case there's an opportunity I said we I said we (laughs) so (laughs) end of presentation Need to keep our house clean just in case an opportunity comes up to have someone over, um, or at least keep it in a clean-ish state, a presentable state. So, um, leave time for opportunities. Um, I tend to rush things. I tend to rush from um, action to action or responsibility to responsibility, um, and and lately I've realized to spare um, that God would work. In my life, and I'd be able to somehow um, be a light to others if I leave zero time for them. Leave time for opportunities. Plan ahead, if you're going to Target, or if you're going somewhere else, um, can attest to this. right? OK. Um, make time, or take time and leave time for opportunities. Uh, You can't expect God to always work at the last second type thing if you're not doing any preparation You're not thinking about this as you prepare things and as you go about your day Get to know people you see often. It could be servers at a restaurant. It could be cashiers Um, They're in your lives for a season um, So you should really get to know them. Get to know the name first of all Obviously get to know a little bit about their family uh, To build a relationship Um, Take walks around the neighborhood Bake something we do a lot of baking or just give it to somebody, uh, maybe their next door neighbors. Uh, you could, if you feel led, learn a new language or study other cultures um, to get to know someone a little bit better. You could take up another hobby to get to, to know someone better. Um, and the list goes on and on. Do whatever you feel, however, you feel led um, to be able to connect to someone a little bit better. What <laughs> do keep in mind? Well, the goal is to share, share the truth. Um, Romans ten seventeen says, So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. Um, job to win souls. It's about love and obedience for you. There's no tally or point system. There's nothing in the Bible that just says, I, I'm in the way that you feel led. Um, and of course, it's God's to everyone who believes. And that means that you, simple as that. Realizing this will help a lot, if you haven't by now. Gregory Kokel, um, author of a tactics book that Allison and I have uh, started uh, in his proper time. Uh, be purposeful in your life. Uh, another quote, Kevin G. Harney says, along with praying God, and this is in a book called Organic Outreach, and there's another verse to this effect, check your schedule for the next two weeks. And if it, doesn't, if it doesn't have any time allocated to people who are lost, adjust your schedule. That's what he said. Uh, don't force. Nobody came. Raise your hand if you, if you came to God by force. Okay. It's their choice. Um, we know that rejection of the truth is common because we know the state of the world, obviously, for the rejection. And I think it's Colossians 5... 4 or 5, uh, verses 5 and 6, let, let your answer each person. If you're overly terse or you're overly uh, rude, uh, that will probably send a bad uh, message, and you don't want to be the reason for the rejection. If, they're, if they choose to do that. Obviously, we want everyone to accept I can remember many times that I've walked out of the house with a bad attitude. Um, maybe it's from an argument. Uh, maybe it's from a bad day at work. Maybe it's from a lack of sleep or the kids acting up. Um, But imagine going to a a store in a really bad mood and God puts an opportunity right in front of you and you neglect to see that person's need because you are in a bad mood. Neglect to share the... Um, And also to remember an opportunity won't last forever. People come and go. I've learned, I've been long enough to, I've been alive long enough to know that nobody is in your life forever. You might have a neighbor that's in your life for a few years, you might have a chance to encounter with somebody. Uh, it might be a few minutes, it might be 30 seconds, it might be 20 years. But nothing on, in this world lasts forever. So be mindful of that, that the opportunity that you have today might not be there tomorrow. How is your delivery? When you actually talk to people, when you actually approach people or try to give them that little nugget of truth. Are you passionate? Are you joyful? Are you sincere? Are you a walk away? Well, as you're walking type thing. So, but if they want to share something with you. Are you gracious? This is very important to remember. Let's go over a couple examples. On the left we have one example. If you ask, do you believe in God? And someone says no, well, you're going to hell. Good example or bad example? (laughs) Maybe somebody needs to hear but I think it's generally a bad example. Okay, let's look at the... This obviously opens up the conversation now to give them some, um, to give you some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sense for where they are in their relationship with God, if they even have one, or what they think. Um, the person says, if God exists, then why does he allow evil to exist? And you may say something to this. You know, this isn't like a one-size-fits-all approach. Does your, fa- does your family member love you? Does your wife love you? If you had a choice to wave a magic wand and force them to love you, would you? Why evil exists. It's because of free will. Here's another multiple choice. Why do you go to church? Because I'm apostolic Christian. Probably not the best answer. To worship God with my spiritual family. Okay, that could be a good, valid reason. For encouragement, accountability, and direction. Also a good answer. D is terrible. Don't ever, ever answer because of great desserts. So. You know what? I'm not ruling out that spirit can work through desserts too. The spirit works in ways that we don't even comprehend. So. Here's another one. If the person, if a person asks you how do I learn more about Jesus, you could say, "Oh, you could come to my church." Okay, that's okay. You could say, "I could give you the name of a minister." Um, That's it's okay, but it's kind of passing the buck. Not the best approach. Where where do they even start, right? Um, Or you could say, "Maybe we could learn together." What questions do you have, and let's figure it out together. So that immediately like into them. it could be all of the above, yeah absolutely, could be a combination of them so what now? did everyone get a handout? here's what I'd like to ask everyone to do to spend a couple minutes and in section one who don't know him you won't, we, we don't have to share this. This is yours, to, yours for your personal use to take home and think about. In section two, I'd like you to write down some, some scenarios that you can use as an avenue to spread the truth or start a meaningful conversation. It might be that some of you walk the neighborhood. It might be that some of you visit a local shop on a regular basis. Write those things down. And the challenge here is once you're finished with that, circle one of the names and circle one of the activities and commit to pray and think about how you may facilitate or approach an opportunity. And obviously, pray for God to make a way. Um, this is by no means, you know, like a, um, a test Where however you feel led. And my encouragement next to you, uh, maybe someone in your family, a spouse or a fellow Christian, um, this promotes accountability, obviously, um, and encouragement, and perhaps you could pray together about this situation as well, that God would open a way and work in their heart and your heart. I have an activity uh, for everyone who is interested. The best way to become an everyday evangelist is to actually evangelize every day. Um, so what I'd like to do is have an activity for those interested. Tomorrow, Thursday, at 3 p.m., uh, let's meet outside of Cedarwood in that circle there. Um, And the only thing you need to bring is a willing attitude. uh, Preferably a mode of transportation, if you have one. um, But otherwise, come as you are. That's it. So that's all I'll say for those of of you who are interested. Yep. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't decide. And there's a summary of the verse that we talked about. Um, The purpose, obviously, is to share the gospel. And the method is really unique to you and your situation. And how you feel led. Um, What I'd like to do now is just open it up to the audience, maybe starting with Amy, and just for anyone to have any, if anyone has any comments for a few minutes or experiences that you'd like to share, maybe a practical example of how you may have shared the gospel. I
1: lived, I just moved about six months ago, but I lived where I was before for 18 years, and um, it was kind of like a situation where I had a lot of neighbors, and I met a neighbor. Uh, mainly because she retired tired and she would be out walking and sitting on her porch and walking her dog. And, and that's really the reason that I ended up meeting her, but um, we, we kind of became friends <laughs> the age of the daughter that she lost. I would eventually learn that, I mean we would like take walks, sit on her porch, eat watermelon, you know, I'd to go to dinner. Uh, I learned that she likes to read and she likes to go to the movies, so it was kind of really easy. Friendship, and I, would not, I would share my thoughts and feelings, um, but I would, we would have, um, but just some of the simple things that, you know, she, I knew that she liked movies, so, um, for a while I was thinking, you know, I want to support some of these big-faced movies out, and so I would invite her, and she was happy to go, and, you know, they got pretty well done, and so there's always something to, you know, we don't always talk about like really deeply about things, but this, um, you know, stories and thoughts and God involved in his movies. And then I, I would also share
0: with her um, books that I have that I thought she would be interested in. And so just kind of
2: simple things like that. Thank you, Amy. Does anyone else have... Thank you. Unfortunately, it's work with... Uh, their technologies for one of our clients. And there's a young mechanical engineer over there named Wan Bung. And so I'll go there, we work on projects, we'd talk and then I would always tell them like hey, you know, I'll go here this weekend, I'll go there that weekend. And you know, I always start talking about you know my church, I only got an activity event. One time I was going to Europe to Hungary. And so I I, I, I had bought the, these uh, pair of shoes They're handmade, you know, just sneakers, but from Hungary. And they're kind of cool, unique, different. So I told him, uh, I go, he said, those are great. Like, you know, those look awesome. How could I get some? I said, I'll buy you a pair when I go to Budapest. And so I did. I bought him a pair, brought it back. And he really liked them. So we kept talking. And he was into motocross. We kept talking about that. And then one day, he just was super down. uh, And then he told me that his dad passed away in a tragic car accident. His dad was probably in his late 50s. So I told him, you know, hey bro, you know, I'll pray for you. So he took that to heart. We continued, you know, our friendship. And then he started asking questions. Like, hey, you know, do you have a girlfriend? Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm just bringing God's you know, I'll <coughs> meetings purposely, around lunch to talk to me a little bit more. Then we would go out to lunch. He free for lunch. And I would adjust the schedule just to make sure we could go, you know. and then we'd have car rides, and he just asked me about God, like abstract questions, and about God being, and, you know. And it gave me an opportunity to develop a relationship, a relationship, a relationship and went from just talking very and it's still developing. So there's work there. I don't know how God's going to lead, but so far these are this is one opportunity that God has given to me, and.
0: Thank you for sharing. Anybody else, Eric? Thank you for that. Uh, and... Oh, okay. We have a lot of comments here. Let's. I'll be quick. Okay.
3: So, everyone's talking about great uh, opportunities that turned out successful. Um, I had an opportunity where a friend from high school, and I thought it was going to be something like, hey, do you want to play basketball Because we all just would to play basketball.
2: And uh, I was
3: like, absolutely. And he's like, hey, I've heard that, you know, throughout high school, we always said, you go to church, and you always listen to different weird music, and um, common gardens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I love common garments. Um, anyway, um, Lamb got this Facebook message up here. So I so was one of my first opportunities, and I was like, wow, we had that. So we ended up sitting there talking for like two and a half hours, and I could tell his, he, that he was on fire. And So I went out, and I was like, hey, I'm going to buy you a Bible. So I went out, and I bought him this huge extra Basically, this mistake of giving it to him in front of all of our friends, because it was the first opportunity I saw him. We went to live out. This. this is something he was just interested in. This isn't something he had committed to yet, and it was in front of all of our friends, who none of them were Christian or religious in any way. Most of them were He was embarrassed, and I was really dis- disappointed. I was really distraught. And ultimately... I had to learn that God is okay with that. You know, that I did my best, I didn't do it perfectly, but it was a learning opportunity. It was a growing opportunity. And so, since that, there's been many campaigns, there's been many victories and through God the way you want. And even if it is, but keep going, keep pressing on, there is victory.
0: Yeah. Very good example. I can't can't count the number of conversations I've walked away from it. I'm like, oh, I could have said that too. like, God wants us to show up and wants us to have a willing heart, right? We can't be perfect, but uh, let's let's do one more. We're, we're I think out of time here, Eric.
3: I just had a quick question. It's at the start of what a, a, the church direction and prayer could be fostered, eventually it's very individual. But can you give any feedback on how the church maybe was involved in any of that at all?
0: In terms of early church or our church? Our church. Well, yeah. Actually, we we've talked about it a lot. We haven't had a lot of action yet. We're in the planning stages right now. Let's put it that way, of um, coming up with an initiative to be uh, better overall. As a, the, one of the thoughts that um, at least Allison and I have been uh, talking back and forth on is to have like a common, like switch up the Bible class theme, for example. Uh, that's an example that come up with with some approach that would work. Um, And give practical ways for everyone to contribute and feel like they're part of the team, um, part of the body. So, the short answer is, there's no um, there's no magic formula um, that we've discovered yet. So, yeah. Okay, thank you everybody for your time.